Hello and welcome to Permanently Resident, a podcast about the ups and downs of living abroad. My name is Robin, I'm from Brighton, England, and I'm living in San Leandro, California. Hey, I'm Jose, and I'm living in Tokyo, Japan. Originally, I'm from Simi Valley, California. So, welcome. This is episode 24. Today, we're talking about stereotypes and focusing on neg- negative stereotypes. So, let's uh, let's start with some negative stereotypes about the United States, and uh, we'll find out from Jose how true they are. Okay. So, uh, Jose, share, uh, share one negative stereotype uh, with us to get started. Uh, I don't know if it's negative or positive, but uh, I always get a question when I'm in Japan. Do I have a gun? Do I own a gun? Uh, <laughs> do I have a gun in America? So I guess America and guns uh, are quite the stereotype. Uh, people can't understand why we have so many guns, right? So do you have a gun or not? Uh, I don't have a gun, uh, <laughs> nor have I ever owned a gun. I'm not against guns in general, though. Okay, so I guess that's one thing that people don't really seem to understand, like uh, what people around the world see is, I guess, the negative impact of high gun ownership. Uh, What are the positive sides of that, do you think? The positive sides of gun ownership? Um, Yeah, I think think people who are responsible with their guns, uh, maybe they go and they practice on the firing range or they go hunting and then they actually eat the meat after they go hunting. I don't think those things are negative. And uh, in the end, you know, you can, I mean, you you think like, oh no, just call the police. But when it comes down to it, if you have a gun in your house, you'll probably have a better chance of defending yourself, you know, in in such uh, extreme circumstances. And you might think like, oh, it'll never happen or just call the police. But America, some places in America aren't the safest, right? So you might have that need, I guess. Mm, that's true. So yeah. I guess there's this idea that every American has a gun. What's what's your, your experience? Like, do, do a lot of people have them or is it a real minority interest? Um, I guess it would be like, it would vary from state to state because different states have different gun laws and uh, there, there's different ways of life. Like some areas uh, more like in the middle or the south maybe there's more hunting and uh you know not as city city type of area not as urban so i guess like in new york not many people would own a gun i think it's like extremely difficult to have a gun license but in texas i think gun laws are quite relaxed so we can actually probably carry them and own them without difficulty Uh, i guess in america you could walk into a walmart or in Japan, we say seiyu, and you can buy a gun at a Walmart, right? If you have the proper uh, license and, you know, that kind of thing could happen too. So um, yeah. it just varies. It's like you move around the country and the, the gun culture, gun laws, everything is uh, is constantly changing as you, you move around the country. So what about, uh, what about your best friend, Mike? Does he have a gun? <laughs> I don't think so, but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pass it, put it past him one day. He could own a gun. Mm. Uh, my, my, my thing about guns is this. this, this is why I don't like guns because you know, like when, if you have a gun and you're legally carrying a gun, like sometimes, you know, you could have some like incident in public where I don't know, maybe you're shouting, yelling, things escalate quickly. And 
sometimes as humans, you know, we, we are, uh, you know, we're flawed or we don't, we have this flight or fight, uh, sorry. Yeah. Fight or flight kind of uh, instinct in us. Right. It yeah. just, I just wouldn't want somebody to panic and get into their, uh, fight, fight instinct and like shoot me with a gun when we're just, when something could just be like a fist fight. Right. And and that's the thing that, like, I think I dislike most about guns is, uh, you know, because everyone has a different mindset, the, the reaction to use a gun could be, you know, done with, you know, it could be too extreme or it could be done in circumstances that don't warrant it. You know, not everyone is going to, like, uh, use their gun, you know, in the same way, I think, with the same judgment. We all have different judgment. That's why I think it's kind of a tricky issue is like, you know, should we trust people's judgment with firearms, right? That's that's where my hang up on guns is. Yeah. So so what do you think of the stereotype then? Is it true or or how true do you think it is? Um that Americans have guns or love guns? Yeah. I think it's uh if it's true depending on which parts of the country you go to. So I would say in general, that stereotype, uh, yeah, it can hold up, I think. Um, most Americans, not most, but a lot of Americans do believe in uh, their right to own a gun. Uh, I guess it comes down to the, you know, colonial days. King George is going to march up to my house. I better have a gun to defend myself, right? And, and even now, which, you know, it would be borderline impossible because of the advancement in the military, you can't really defend yourself with a gun, right? But I guess it's that same kind of mindset. Like if the government ever became tyrann tyrannical, like I can, I have a right to fight back, right? Yeah, that seems to be a big part of it. So what's uh, what's another stereotype you have uh, that you think is true or untrue about America? Of America? Uh, you know, I think a lot of Americans like live in a bubble. So the American bubble and they have a, a lack of like cultural awareness or understanding of the world. Like I think your Europeans are different, right? Like if you're in England, for example, not part of Europe now, but you're surrounded by many different countries, right? You can easily access many countries, right? But, uh, yeah. but in America, like, you know, where are you going to go? You're going to go to Canada, which is quite similar, or, or I guess Mexico, but you're going to go to like Cancun or something, not for cultural reasons. So I think America is, Americans are quite isolated uh, from other global cultures, right? Yeah, definitely. So do you think that, how do you think that plays out when either foreigners go to America or Americans go abroad? Does that mean that people are less able to deal with other cultures? Yeah, I mean, you get a lot of things like, oh, or, you know, every Asian's Chinese, you know, it can't can differentiate between Japanese, Korean, Chinese, and, you know, uh, can't differentiate between Mexico and different South American countries, right? Um, that kind of thing, right? Like, oh, I've, I've never tried this this food. What's this kind of thing? And uh, uh, it, it gets really bad depending on which parts of the, the country you go to, right? Like you're in San Francisco. So I guess there's the level of, uh, I guess, cultural awareness probably much higher than most places in the States. But I mean, other places, they probably never seen, you know, some people from certain parts of the world before, right? It would be like their first encounter.
I guess. Yeah, I think I think sometimes, even mm. though there are a lot of people from a lot of different countries here, I think mm. people's understanding of those other cultures tends to be very superficial. Um, yes. And so even though people are living side by side, their actual understanding of those other people that are living next door to them or in the same community seems to be pretty limited. Yeah, and I always, I don't know if this is exactly lining up with this, but I, I always find it odd that a lot of Americans uh, who are white have completely let go of any sort of previous cultural identity and just, I'm American. It's like, yeah, okay, you're American, but like, I wonder, like, three generations ago, your family came over for Germany. Like, do you do you have any connection to that? Do you have any connection to those roots? Uh, look at your last name. You know, like, I don't know how it became like this monolith of whiteness and totally forgetting any any ties of previous identity. That for me is always a bit strange too. Mm. Have you found that to be the case, or? Uh, yes and no. I feel like you can go into two to two extremes. One, a kind of complete forgetting of of uh, your cultural or ancestral background, and on the other hand, a kind of obsession about something that you don't even know about. You know, like a very strong attachment to a country or culture that you really have had no exposure to yourself. Mm-mm-mm. no middle ground there no so i think you know i think yeah, maybe people should be a little bit more curious about their past but at the same time you know so strongly identifying as swedish american or <laughs> english american or whatever it might be seems a bit it's always struck me as a bit odd as but you know if those if those family ties are more distant, obviously, if it's more recent, then sure, it makes sense. But if, if it was your great, great grandfather that came from Germany and settled in Michigan, and then you're obsessed by your German heritage, then it always seemed a bit odd to me. You uh, have an example of lack of cultural awareness that you've seen since you're out there? Um... I mean, as a as a very easy as a very easy one, I think there's there's a certain idea of say what Chinese food is in American culture, but that's very strongly influenced by mm. where Chinese immigrants come from within China. So in in California in the Bay Area, most Chinese immigrants come from, mm. or historically most of them have come from Canton in the south of China, mm. and so when people think about Chinese food in the American sense that's what they're thinking of but obviously chinese food is a very diverse thing and so what you might find in the northeast of china or central china is going to be very different and those types of dishes would be unrecognizable to almost all americans mm. so that maybe seem like a slightly superficial example but yeah yeah understood understood um, so tell us, tell us a final uh, stereotype that you've come across of uh, Americans. Uh, I guess uh, we're nationalistic. I guess is a stereotype, and uh, we really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you think so? You... Yeah, definitely. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know because I lived in Korea, and that was about the most nationalistic place I've ever been. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. 
But uh, I think maybe uh, maybe in comparison to how Western Europeans think uh-huh. about nationality or nationalism, yeah, then it's it's much more extreme than that. Yeah, yeah. So, but mm, but I guess America probably more extreme than uh, than Europe for nationalism. Uh, you know, we got to get the gold medals. We got to be number one. Uh, we got to have a strong military uh before the football game starts you know this uh black hawk stealth jet is gonna fly over the stadium paired with a few fighters just to show it you know uh yeah but hey it's pretty cool right when you see that you know i'd rather see it than not see it (laughs) so um, but why is it so important that america is strong or america is the best i mean i feel like i can enjoy my background, my cultural heritage mm. without necessarily thinking that Britain is the number one country in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in some ways it's better and in some ways it's worse. And I can enjoy those things without necessarily thinking that, you know, it's better than other countries. Why, why do Americans need to think that America's the best? I see. I see. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in the mindset that America's the best, but um, circumstances, you know have you know played out that america is is uh the leader at this moment in the world um Uh, not for long well i mean you say that but you know who's going to become the leader i mean the in the end america is a cultural leader america is an economic leader uh and america dictates a lot of what goes on in the world and um for me, I'd rather have it be America than another country. Uh, I guess that's how I feel about it. If it needs to be somebody, oh, I'm glad it's, you know, America. I'm glad it's, I'm not, you know, I'm happy it's not <laughs> See, or something, right? It's, it seems like you're confirming the stereotype. Well, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't say it's the best. I'm just saying because of the circumstances that are a fact, then I'm glad it is. What, what would I rather wish? Should I wish it to be someone else? You say, I mean, I think I think I, I I'd say that I'm more indifferent about it. I mean, if there's another country that rises to prominence, and you know, I I could name ways in which America is better than the UK, or I could name ways in which France is better than the UK. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't the idea that another country might be better or more powerful or more influential than my own country doesn't bother me very much. Mm-mm-mm. see uh, see i think where we're differing here is like i don't care if america's not better at this or better than that because yeah i know they're not as you know maybe some things aren't as good as other places because i've been around the world so that has already been hammered into me <laughs> uh about what america lacks and where the weaknesses are right um yeah my my just point was like if they are the leader which i believe them to be then i'm glad that they're the leader i don't think they're better but i'm glad they are the leader um, do, you, do you think that American nationalism gets too much sometimes? I mean, you don't see it so much here, but even in other parts of California, you see people riding around in their pickup trucks with stars and stars and stripes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even Confederate flags. Um, uh-huh. You know, all of the public transportation systems—they feel need, like the need to put the 9/11 memorial flags on all of the trains and the buses and. You know, sometimes I make a big deal about, oh, it's made in America. Is that too much? 
yeah, but I think that's just connected to lack of cultural awareness. So you can connect mm. with because uh, if you don't understand other places or other people or other cultures, you can't see how they're doing things better. I think like it's like business, like, you know, you can always learn from people. You can always find ways to do better. You can always make your business better by by adopting people's strengths and, uh, and trying to minimize your weaknesses. So, yeah, if, if you're not understanding other people's strengths, then you'll, you'll become weak eventually. Right. So. I just think it's lack of cultural awareness. I mean, I could tell you a bunch of things that I like that I think are better about Japan than America, just like I'm sure you could tell me a lot of things that are better about Britain than America. Not everything in America is the best. That's not even close to the truth, right? But you know, you just told me, I said America is the leader in culture and economy, and you told me not for long. But you know, I don't think that's true. If you're thinking about China, I mean, is the world gonna follow Chinese culture? that's not going to happen you know their their sphere of influence yeah they have a sphere of influence and they're definitely a power but they're not a threat because a lot of countries have decided for a lot of years this culture has a lot of good things uh they've adopted a lot of good things from american culture uh and i think that is the evidence that shows that you know it has been in a position of leadership and it will continue to be for the foreseeable future well, I'm glad your nationalism's strong. So. <laughs> I mean, as a as a final comment on that, I'd say I don't I don't personally see yeah. China becoming a preeminent cultural yeah. leader, but I do see I do see the world oh. shifting, shifting towards a more multi multipolar uh, kind of system where different different countries gain different amounts of influence, and I think you see that already where. Mm you know there's in terms of pop culture definitely i mean there are a lot more influences now around the world than just america and i think yeah. maybe america is a little bit blind to that but you wow. see you know chinese culture becoming more um popular in certain ways definitely japanese definitely south korean uh you know it i mean 20 20 years ago it was unthinkable that Korean music would be popular in the West. Wait, wait, wait. And, wait, now, wait. and now it is. Back up, back up. Wait, what, what's popular <laughs> oh, about Chinese culture? What's popular about Chinese culture? You just said, threw it out there. Tell, tell me three. I mean, three, so, three I mean, three, three things. Tell me three pop cultural phenomenons that have come from China in the last year or in the last three years. Okay, you uh, end the story. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, Chinese food, for example, has uh, always been popular and is becoming more popular. Uh, there have been a number of Chinese bands that are becoming more popular. And I think uh, Chinese, Chinese Chinese products as well. Name one Chinese band. I'm, I mean, I have to admit that my finger's not on the cultural pulse in terms <laughs> of music. But... Um, all right, all right. Well, you, you were right about K-pop. K-pop is and K-pop and K-dramas and that stuff's definitely popular. And yeah, we all know Japanese manga is quite popular. But about Chinese popular culture, I don't think that's really exploded on the scene at all. And uh, it probably won't. <laughs> um, but we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but you're right. I'll, I'll say this. There's some there's definitely some good Chinese companies that have come up. Um, you know, Alibaba, ByteDance, uh, I mean, Huawei, I guess, even though they're having their trouble. From an economic standpoint, they're definitely uh, 
mm, closing the gap. I'll say that with a lot of their conglomerates and that kind of thing. So, yeah. things. I mean, just things like whereas made in China was definitely a dirty, dirty uh -huh. phrase. Uh -huh. You know, even 10, 15 years ago, now people are realizing that mm. you know you can buy a high quality made in China product. Oh yeah, no, they've they've closed the gap for sure. Um, same with Korea, as you mentioned. Like, I mean, it's a cycle, right? Like, in the nineteen seventies, you you weren't gonna buy made in Japan, right? But by the nineteen eighties, made in Japan meant something good, right? Uh, yeah. And then in you weren't gonna buy anything made in Korea in the nineteen nineties, but then by the two thousands, man, that Hyundai, that Kia, those are good cars, right? And you know, same with China, like you weren't gonna buy anything from there, but maybe these days it's a bit more acceptable uh, i think from a quality standpoint made in china is definitely close the gap but the issue yeah. is you're still connecting china with their political stance so it's really hard for americans in general to buy made in china i mean it is and it isn't right i mean americans readily snap up millions and millions of iphones every year which are all made in china so sure. although I mean, they'll say oh no i don't want made in china you know people are spending 10 hundreds of thousands of dollars on a year just on chinese electronics sure that's assembled in china but it, there's a difference of buying a chinese brand than it being assembled right sure sure the difference there but okay anyway let's uh let's move on and talk about uh our our favorite country the united yeah. kingdom you can't um that's so it, let's please. start off. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start off with one. Uh, one that I think is pretty prevalent, especially in Europe and the United States. And yeah. I'm sure you've got something to say about this. That English food or British food is terrible. Any oh, thoughts? Wow. Oh my goodness! Wow, that's why they had to go to India to get those spices, right? <laughs> well, amongst other reasons, yeah. But, oh man, the, what is it? The East East India Company. What was the name of that? that uh company east india company yeah. yeah yeah gotta send those boats around the world um british food uh i mean pies pot pies uh fish and chips uh what, what else are you guys eating out there uh roast dinners yeah, yeah. roast roast dinners it's, it's afternoon afternoon teas well, that's good. I'm a fan of that. I'll stand by that one. So, what, I mean, what do you think? Is that is the, you've been to England? Is the stereotype of English food as being terrible? Is that true in your opinion? I don't have any memorable uh, English food that I ate. Uh, while that's not the case with some other countries, so I, I would just say it's it's not very memorable. Mm. British food, uh, could kind of take it or leave it. Um, you know, maybe maybe I just needed to try some more. I guess. Uh, but very, very average, very average for me. Um, what do you, what about you? What do you think? Um, I mean, I think the, the, the recipes and the, the actual foods have the potential to be, to be good and tasty. It's just, I think for the most part, what you're going to find everywhere and whether it's British food in the UK or often Indian food, mm. um, or American food in the UK, it, it's just a bit bland, you know, and it's not really necessarily about the type of food. It's just more about the taste and lack of uh, seasoning, I think, for the most part. What, what are the top three British foods and famous British foods? 
Uh, I mean, I'd say, you know, fish and chips is a famous one. It's yeah. not something that people eat, especially regularly. Pretty heavy. Pretty pretty heavy, yeah. Um, that can be good, although I'd say the best fish and chips I've had have been in the United States. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd say a roast dinner, and that's, a, that's another big one. Which can be which can be great if it's if it's done well, mm. uh, but again it can be a bit it can be a bit bland, overcooked vegetables, mm. um, you know, flavorless meats. But you know, if you do it right, then 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 it can be great. It can be very uh, tasty. Mm. Mm. And you know, I mean, this is maybe isn't a food specifically, but afternoon tea I think is another one. And you know, that's one that I think is more usually pretty tasty because it doesn't actually require any seasoning. So, I mean, I'd say the big problem is that there's not enough seasoning. Uh, so, for the most part, just a bit, it's not terrible. It's just a bit mm. lifeless, a bit flavorless. Mm. No, we're, we're talking all this garbage on British food when you guys got the legend, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Well, I feel you know Gordon Ramsay. He's trying to fight that, right? Like he's saying that yeah. British food doesn't have to be terrible. It can be good if you do it right. Trained in France, right? <laughs> I I don't know his personal story. All I know is he he swears too much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would like to try more British food. How about the pies? Those pot pies, they're pretty good. Again, I think. Uh, it could it could be great, and I've had a few great pies. Yeah, but it's just um, the most part is pretty bland. You know, last time I was in England, I went to um, one of the famous, I mean, one of the famous pie historic pie shops in the in East London, which is close to where I lived when I was at university. And you know, I, I really like going there. Um, just, you know, it's very traditional, you know, no BS, it's pretty cheap. And I got my pies mm. and just it's not too, not very much flavor, you know, it could have, it could have been so much better, but it was just a bit bland and, you know, I enjoyed it and I like going there, but it's just mm. wasn't that great. British food. Nothing, nothing to get excited about. It seems <laughs> conclusion. But that's the stereotype, and I think you know, it, for the most part, it's true. Mm. All right, what else? What else uh, is uh, some stereotype about England? Well, another one that I didn't, I hadn't heard until I came to the United States was that English people have bad teeth. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I've heard that one before. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, definitely compared to Californians, then yeah, English people have bad taste. <laughs> but I think it, I think for, for Americans, it's more of a that reflects more on on Americans than anything else. Seems like yeah, Californians especially seem to put a lot of stock in uh, dental work and uh, having perfect teeth. Yeah, and you know, to be honest, most places in the world, people don't put as much importance on that. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe British teeth is worse than American teeth, but uh, I think it's just the case that most places have worse teeth than America. I mean, in Japan, like, they, they're they kind of notorious for their messed up teeth, too. Uh, actually, did you know that? Yes. You got, like, yeah, I, I did know that, yeah. Yeah, like, some of these people have, like, these little vampire teeth, <laughs> like, coming out and stuff in the 
but uh you know i guess it's it's seen as cute sometimes so mm-hmm. case by case like oh cute but uh yeah yeah i've seen some some wild wild teeth out there so what what's that all about then people just don't want to spend money on cosmetic d- dentistry or what? uh that's a good question that'll be something to research about why why japanese and british people don't don't uh see the orthodontist right <laughs> as much as they should i mean oh, a, yeah. it's expensive right it's expensive yeah i don't know maybe that's as i said maybe that says more about american culture that looks or everything that's, that's like thousands that? of dollars to fix over years yeah yeah and the insurance i don't think insurance covers all that so i have no idea yeah okay um well anyway you got good teeth so you got nothing to worry about right I know, all right. I went to the orthodontist when I was younger, but uh, should probably take should probably take better care of them. Privileged, privileged. Oh my god. Anyway, the final the final stereotype I've got, which is which I think is an interesting one, um, is one that is very common in Europe. Okay. Especially other countries in Western Europe, but maybe not so much in other places. Yeah. And this uh, is interesting, I think, because it goes against another stereotype that's quite prevalent, that English people are polite. But I think there's a big stereotype in Western Europe that English people are very antisocial. They're always drunk and they're always loud. Um, Wow. And I think that comes from especially like uh, young British tourists going abroad with their friends, drinking too much, Mm. getting sunburned on the street vomiting late at night everywhere wow um, are you guys the worst tourists in europe uh i think there's a bit of a competition there's the competition between the british who are seen as antisocial, and the germans who are seen as uh, anti-social and anal but in a slightly different way right wow i didn't know you guys had such a bad rep um can you if you go to like spain or france do they just like i don't know how do they treat you i mean i think you find as a british person you'll find some hostility especially in certain places really um just because of that negative stereotype that you know and it goes hand in hand with other stereotypes like british people are uncultured they don't bother learning foreign languages uh their food's terrible so yeah, certain places you'll find, I think, a bit of hostility towards um, British mm-hmm. people. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Here, so I think you'll find uh, in Japan you yeah, find no hostility. I think. Well, yeah, as I said, you know, in Japan, the, the stereotype that British people are very polite. I think that's going to be the prevalent one over there, right? Um, yeah. And maybe that you know that's maybe just a reflection of the type of British people that go to Japan versus the type of British people that go to. Mm. Ibiza for a week to party and have casual sex. Uh, in, so in, that, you know, in Spain, people in Spain. Yeah, I mean, there's a very popular place for young British people to go: Spain, Greece. Mm. Um, yeah, Spain and Greece are the big ones. Oh, okay. And there are a whole town. There are whole towns in Spain and in Greece that cater only to Northern European tourists, and there are bars nightclubs you know jet skis booze cruises you know those kind of things and people go there do that for the whole week and then they go home wow 
yeah, I, I didn't know you guys had such a bad rep around the around Europe, Southern Europe. Yeah, it's kind of like the spring break culture in the U.S., right? Like so you're treating yeah. Greece like Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something like that. Yeah, I mean that's uh, you know the week in Puerto Vallarta or something like that in Mexico. You know, it's going crazy and. Uh, oh. Is there, do they do the reverse thing? Do like Spanish and French and Greek people just go up to England to party too? Or of course not, no, because nobody wants to go to England on vacation. Oh my God. So I guess in Japan, it's different. It's uh, the hostilities towards the Chinese tourists more than anything. Uh, mm -hmm. being, being noisy on the train, bumping into you, uh, pushing you, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So that's that's what I've seen. Uh, most of the hostility is is uh, towards them. Uh, but yeah, as you said, as a British person, I think you'd be all right in Japan. Uh, treat you totally different than what you're getting treated like in Europe. Mm. So, I guess as a, as a conclusion, then do you do you feel have you had any any experiences where people have treated you well or poorly just because of? stereotypes they have about america or i guess about latin america in your case mm, where have i been? i mean i haven't been to as many places as you um i think for me the the toughest place to go is probably uh peru because uh i'm probably expected to talk natively but i don't so that's always a kind of a little tricky uh to need to speak spanish but it's not it's not native spanish so mm, it probably always puzzles puzzles some people maybe uh you know they're not understanding i'm you know i am peruvian but i'm actually grew up in california but it, it's not that big of a deal i think they could wrap their minds around it i think it's much worse for asian people who like do come to korea or japan and they're ethnically korean or japanese I think it's like three times worse for, for those people, like their expectations of, of them from a language standpoint and a cultural standpoint. So, but mm. what about you? That's, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, the one that, the one that always comes up for me that I always just sort of a bit bemused by is that people hear I'm from England and then they immediately think I love soccer, football. Oh yeah. And often, often I'll tell them, oh, you know, I don't, I'm not a huge fan or something like that. <laughs> and they won't even, they won't even listen. They won't hear that. And then they'll just start talking about, oh, you know, what's, what's your team? You know, I like this player. What about this one? I'm like, <laughs> I just told you I don't like it. And like, they, 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 it seems like they just don't register that because they hear them from England. And then they think he must like for he must like football and so you're not watching the epl oh man that's so, news to me what happens i mean when i was younger i used to love football but i just you know i fell out of love with it and does your, does your little brother watch the epl uh yeah my three youngest brothers i love they love watching football and they're avid supporters of uh, tottenham hotspur but uh for Harry me King? i don't know <laughs> Harry Kane? Harry Kane, yeah. He's a god. <laughs> so you're, you're exposing your limited knowledge of football right now. But anyway. 
exposing myself. So that's always funny, and I guess yeah. I haven't really encountered too many negative stereotypes directly. I think it's just it's always other other positive stereotypes that people assume I'm a certain way, and uh, mm. you know, or assume I like certain things or do certain things, and. You know, sometimes when I tell people I drink coffee, they they you know they have a reaction like, no tea? "Oh my god, you you don't drink tea?" <laughs> like, well, yeah, I do drink tea, but sometimes I drink coffee too. <laughs> do people in England not drink a lot of coffee? Uh, they they do drink coffee, but I, you know it's typical for people to drink multiple cups of tea every day. Oh man, I love I love that culture. That's good culture. Tea culture. <laughs> I got my Earl Grey over here. <laughs> pay triple for it just to get it in tokyo too uh, congratulations that means a lot to me <laughs> all right well on that note uh thank you so much for uh listening uh you can contact us at the usual address if you've got any uh comments queries or questions that's uh permanently permanently res and gmail.com uh so i'll see you next time all right. See you next time. Bye.